This is your Other Brothers Podcast. Welcome, friends, to your other brother's podcast, Navigating Faith, Homosexuality, and Masculinity Together. From the Jewel of the Blue Ridge, my name is Tom, and I'm so glad you are here. Joining us from the Midbest, the mighty Midbest, it's our other brother, Dean. What's up, Dean? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going so well. And this wouldn't be the OG crew without the OGest of all the OGs from the enchanting land of enchantment. It's our other brother, Matt. What's up, Matt? What up, everyone? What up, Matt? Matt, I have to always paint the visual with Matt because you never know where Matt's going to be. We've done podcasts from his room. We've done podcasts from his friend's house. We've done podcasts from him in a literal hailstorm inside of his vehicle. And so you are in your vehicle tonight, Matt. Is there any hail on the horizon or is it clear skies? It is clear skies. I see the okay. New Mexico sunsets and it's so beautiful. beautiful. It's 80 degrees right now. And um, I'm in kind of a um, low key secure park. Uh, park. So hopefully I don't get shot uh, and everything turns a out pretty, pretty well. Low key secure park. Yeah. Our listeners can connect the dots and imagine where Matt is. But above mm-hmm. all else, picture the majestic New Mexico sunset. That's the primary image. Yes. And by the way, just to uh, let everyone know, uh, we are um, in the balloon fiesta season. So tonight yeah. and Matt, also I was in the bring morning. This up as one of my topics that I listed. What were you going to say about it? I'm sorry. I had to just chime in just now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, of, of course. So right now for a week straight, we're going to have uh, balloons uh, going up in, in the sky early in the morning around 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m. Uh, but also we're going to have uh, some balloons. Uh, it's going to be our uh, light glow uh, balloons like around um, 8 p.m. over here, uh, New Mexico time, sometimes 9 p.m. So sometimes we see a lot of balloons, sometimes a little bit, but it's still beautiful. And I thought you with told new- me that the balloon festival was canceled this year. Did you not just tell me that like two days ago? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Did I so, hear so that wrong? Yes. So here they, they kind of adjust it. Yes. The balloon fiesta is quote unquote cancel, but um, they're, they're still going to do something special for um, the, the New Mexican people who live out here who still want to see balloons. So it's not going to be a lot, just like... Y'all just um, have to see those balloons. You could infect yeah, just, half the population, but you got to have those balloons. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So they, the, okay. the, the state still wants to um, keep the tradition alive. So they're, they're, they're adjusting uh, some stuff. Gotcha. So officially, officially, the balloon fiesta is canceled, but they're going to uh, walk around some stuff and see what they can do to uh, please the uh, city folk. So instead of a the usual balloon fiesta, it's going to be like a balloon fiesta pequeña. Exactly. Okay, just making sure. 
Yeah, for mm-hmm. all that don't know, and I didn't know this until I met Matthew, but apparently there's like, well, not apparently, re- there is. There's a gigantic hot air balloon festival. We're, you're saying balloons, so I'm imagining some listeners are just picturing, what's the big deal? Like what, Walmart balloons just flying up there? No, 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 no. These are no. legit hot air balloons. Like how many? Dozens? Hundreds? hundreds? Thousands? I don't know. So many. Hundreds, at least, I would say. Yeah. Thousands is mm-hmm. probably overkill, but yeah. Um, and they just all flood the sky. So I guess they come from all over the world. But now yes. it's just going to be this like local flavor, so it's probably going to be super janky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure, it's still. I'm sure it'll be. Yeah, fine. I mean, I'm sure yeah, it'll be beautiful. I mean, uh, of course, but it's still going to be beautiful. Uh, we we still are going to have somewhat of a, of a tradition still going on, but um, yeah, uh, for for those who are wanting to come here, dude, try again next year, and I'll be your tour guide and everything. And you hear that, listeners. Matt is volunteering his services just for you. Yeah, exactly. And you will be happy. Yeah, you will be happy or else I'll make you happy of enjoying the balloon fiesta over here. That's a guarantee. I can attest. I can attest. Matt has enforced happiness on me many times. So Matthew uh, has never left anyone unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. Um, He only has satisfied customers. uh, Exactly. (laughs) He will, he will make sure that your balloon is upright, floating away, full of all the hot air that is needed. He is not afraid to blow up a balloon mouth mm-hmm. first. Oh, yep, you guys, exactly. I love podcasting with you. <laughs> I have so, such a good time. Whatever, ma- whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Whatever, whatever makes uh, your, your balloon float up, I'll, I'll definitely mm-hmm. do it, so... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. this is really apropos, you guys, because I was going to mention this at the top. Um, this is the first time I can remember in, I want to say years. I don't think it's exaggerating. I have not podcasted when the sun went down in years. Normally, when this is behind the scenes info, normally I'm recording these podcasts at like four o'clock, five o'clock Eastern time. Um you know, and the sun is still high in the air. Well, it's, it's sinking, but it's still in the air. Um, and so you just mentioned that it's, you know, sunset over in the Southwest. So it is definitely way past sunset here on the East coast where I'm recording. Um, so this is the Yobcast after dark. I have never done this or it's, it's been years. I mean, even then it's only happened once or twice. I think normally, normally these are daytime recordings. So y'all are just setting, setting the mood, setting the table as we talk about once again, you guys side a friends. We teased this. Do you guys remember this? Five episodes ago, we teased doing a follow-up and both of you agreed to appear on said follow-up. You verbally committed on the air. <laughs> I remember that I committed to it. I don't remember that episode at all. Okay. Not even gonna well, lie. Great, great. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully you won't repeat yourself, but if you do, that's, that's fine. What we're doing though in this follow-up, Dean and Matt, is we're answering some of the Yabbers questions because every once in a while, you guys, the Yabbers just... They just list one after the other, solid, amazing, incredible, insightful questions. And I thought about answering them on that episode. And if we had done that, we would have had a three hour podcast and we just don't have time for that. So, um, so here we are now. Um, I wanted to do it sooner than later. And here we are five episodes later, episode 67 answering questions. And you guys know what's coming, right? <laughs> oh, of course. That you been, know, I'm waiting for you know episode what? 69. Absolute <laughs> episode number is yeah. coming up very soon. We are two <laughs> mm-hmm. episodes away from the heralded episode 69. And 
And you guys can look forward to Dean and Matt being on that podcast because we've already decided what episode 69 is going to be about. And I'm so excited. We can't say what it is right now, but this is an episode I have wanted to do for literal years. And I have not been able to find a human being that would do this episode with me. But I went to my OG squad and I was like, yo, episode 69, are you guys down? (laughs) And y'all were surprisingly down. And so I'm excited to get there when we get there. When it comes to 69, I'm always down. Thank you. Absolutely. I can Mm -hmm. concur. Um, (laughs) Honestly, when the listeners hear about it, I don't know why they wouldn't be surprised. I don't know who would be surprised that it would be Matt and I for episode 69. Yeah, there is no other combination that would work for this episode. It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't work. Um, So there's a fun teaser for the listeners. Episode 69. So vote right now. Do you want me? Do you want Dean? or Matt to be the six or the nine? Which one do you think will be which? <laughs> and then what am I, chopped liver? I'm just watching? What is yes, this? you're just watching. You're the I'm Jerry Bobble Jr. in this situation, okay? You're just <laughs> yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah. I'm the zero. All of our episodes have three digits, so I'll be the zero. <laughs> and you guys yeah, can figure out who the six and the nine is. Um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, it'll be, it'll be a little risque of an episode, I will say, but I, I'm hopeful that it'll be productive. We don't just be risque on this show just to be risque. That's silly. That's, we don't. that's a sugar rush. That's, that's, no, that's, that's, there's no like meat to the. <laughs> no. There's yeah, no meat on the bone. You. It's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm know. saying. There I has to be a deeper meaning. For. I don't that's know who you're speaking saying. for, but there's plenty of meat on my bone. Okay. Mm, same here. I Moving on. Lacking. Y'all, <laughs> we have too much to say today. We have too many questions to answer. Let's roll right ahead into some announcements. I'm so excited for announcements. Actually, before we get to announcements, you guys, we have a voicemail. I forgot to prep you guys about this, um, but I have a voicemail that I want to play for you guys. Um, And this comes from a brand new, it's a brand new voice. I've never heard this voice before. I don't know if he's a brand new listener. He didn't, I don't think he said that in the, in the voicemail, but, but he had some feedback for him for us from a previous episode. And I just wanted to go ahead and play that right now and get y'all's y'all being Dean and Matt want to get y'all's thoughts on it. Well, hello, Yob. Uh, I felt so compelled to leave a voice message from the banter of the manliness episode, which actually I haven't even listened to the entire episode because the banter just incited me to to comment on four items. First, pumpkin. I'm a avid uh, supporter of at least a few pumpkin beers each year, um, one of them being Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. So I do not subscribe to Tom's distaste for everything pumpkin. I do think that you can actually enjoy pumpkin. Um, if you can't enjoy pumpkin, you can enjoy squash because it's squash. Anyway, um, second item was if you, uh, if you didn't like pumpkin and then moved on to endorsing the, the, uh, diabetes, uh, promoting heart attack promoting death serum of eggnog i just it's hard for me to buy that we can we can enjoy eggnog so much and hate pumpkins so that was my first just like oh my gosh i i have to say something but okay so full stop so dean matt i don't know if y'all listened to the last episode you might have missed it that's fine if you did but there was a big debate jacob ryan and i at the beginning of the episode 
talking about how I think nobody actually likes pumpkin and everyone's faking it because it's disgusting. No one, no one just shovels a spoon into a pumpkin and eats that. That is not correct. And whatever we're consuming at Starbucks or other locations, coffee locations or otherwise, I don't think that's actually pumpkin. I think that is something else. And so I made the case that pumpkin, nobody likes pumpkin, but eggnog on the other hand is a winning, that's a winning bet. That's a winning beverage. And I love it. It's one of my favorite things to put in my mouth. So I wanted to hear y'all's opinions on pumpkin and eggnog. If you agree with me, the host of your show (coughs) or, or this listener who I'm not saying he's wrong, but, but he, he is kind of wrong. What, what do you guys have to say? Tom, I want to punch you in the face. I know. Same here. <laughs> well, I always wanted to punch you in the face. What? I know that's nothing new for Matt, but you too, Dean. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, how can you say you that about pumpkin? pumpkin? I do love pumpkin, pumpkin uh. pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin scones, like Mm. Pumpkin scones. Uh, when does yes. the madness end? Oh my goodness! I'm gonna. Next time I see you, I'm throwing <laughs> a pumpkin at your face. Um, and also eggnog. Okay, so personally, I don't like eggnog. I know some people do. I, that one, I that's I don't care. Oh, about, it's so good. It's like nectar, pure nectar. I, oh no, Tom. I've always known that you've had bad taste and bad opinions, but this kind of just means it for me. <laughs> So, okay, hold on, Matt. What's what's your yeah, quick take? Okay, so here's let's, the thing. Let's, let's be snappy because we got other points. Of yeah. His okay, so to. my quick take is one, you're an idiot, Tom. Two, I know you want to punch me. La, 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 yeah. da, da, da. Can we get to the next part? Yeah, what, what yeah. Else do you have to of say? course. I, I'm, well, I'm getting there, so shut up. Um, okay, so second one is pumpkin isn't that bad. My family actually likes pumpkin, so I don't even. Uh-huh. Yeah, isn't that bad? So you're not all about it. No, I, I'm. I'm actually about it. That's why I said it's not all that bad. It's actually pretty good. Okay. You have to remember he's an eight. Yeah. So he's not going to gush like a four. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. I have strong emotions about these things as I do everything. What about eggnog? Eggnog? I hate eggnog. It tastes nasty. Ugh. Yeah. Don't you ugh me. It tastes disgusting. Have you ever tried eggnog with some like cinnamon fry bread? Yes. And it's not, it's, what the heck? No. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying Why, to combine it with your culture. Uh, yeah. Oh my okay. gosh. So, 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 We're going to so kill you. I, dude, I know how to scalp people. So, um, so <laughs> don't you ever, don't you ever disrespect private. So, and then, yeah. And other, other than that, dude, eggnog, I, I, dude, I tried, I tried eggnog and I don't like the taste at all. Uh, so you're, you're not getting any, Yeah, you're not getting any uh, sympathy points with me with eggnog, nor with pumpkin. Okay, quick takeover. Quick takeover. Um, I, in all seriousness, though, I appreciated the the listener call because he was very. I loved his vocabulary. He described eggnog as a death serum, which I, as a poet, as a writer, as a master of words, or as, as someone who likes to aspire to be a master of words, I just found that an amazing line: the death serum. So even though I disagree heartily. Okay, so then here is the next part where he references um, our three-star review that we talked about in our last episode. The third thing was the banter uh, review. I really appreciated uh, the your response to the banter review. And I think the, the only thing I would add is that I personally uh, really appreciate the banter in that I get to hear men who, men like myself who, wrestle with same-sex attraction, laughing and being happy and having joy. And it seems like it's so easy to be 
sad and discouraged um, with with life and so with, with our struggle, et cetera. So I appreciate it. I hope the reviewer one day will appreciate the banter. So yeah, again, to catch up Dean and Matt who do not listen to the show, uh, <laughs> there was an episode. Hey, there I was a review actually. It. I listened to it. No, so Matt, I... listen. Matt, listen, you, had the, you listened to the episode at the gym, right? Yep, exactly. I think you told me that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I what did. an episode to talk, to go to the gym and listen to a podcast about manliness. It was ridiculous. That was just so great. So great. Um, but no, we featured a three-star review that just recently came in. Um, and the main, the main dig at this, at the show is not necessarily for the content on the contrary, he actually enjoys the main content, but he just wasn't a fan of the intro banter and was like, this show needs to be edited better. I'm, I'm paraphrasing of course, um, that, Sometimes it takes too long to get to the intro. And so then I let, or to get to the main topic. And so then I talked about how our podcast is chaptered now. And so if you use certain apps, you can actually skip the intro if that's what you want to do and just click the main topic. You can listen to it straight away. Um, so I appreciated the review because inevitably we hear from both sides. We hear people who love it, people who hate it. And I loved our listener for calling just now and saying that he loves it, um, which is super affirming to me. It would have been really... <laughs> really, really deflating if I got 17 calls like, yeah, I agree with that guy. Stop talking in the beginning. You just guys just got to get serious right away. Um, and that's the whole motivation for intro banter. You know, Dean and, and Matt, they like to pretend they hate me or that they want to kill me. I hate you me. and I do want to um, kill you. But we have such a good time here and it makes me smile to know that some listener out there is also smiling right along with us as we're having a jolly old time together. So that's the motivation for this intro banter. That's the hope is like, in the future, we'll have, we, we experimented with these combo casts, which are 20 minute bite-sized episodes. And so the hope is that at some point in the future, we will have a mix of these shorter one, one-on-one episodes and then the deeper dives that are like usually an hour, hour and a half. And we'll, we'll keep doing those too. So there's a little something for everybody if you want to jump into this. And again, the podcasts are chaptered now, so you can skip the parts that maybe, maybe you just don't care about as much, or maybe you're just in a rush that day or or you don't want to hear us talk about eggnog. It just doesn't, doesn't, just doesn't do it for you anymore. So that's totally fine too. But anyway, here's the last part of our review. This is, there's so many good parts to this, to this uh, not reviewed, to this voicemail. So let's listen to the final part. And lastly, I love the horse and his boy. It's possibly, I might be one of the few that has it as number one or number two in my rankings. It's hard to beat Aslan in all the other Narnias in the horseman's boy um i cried so much while reading it to my kids and still cry about that book specifically as i as i think about it after the fact all right those are my thoughts on the fun banter from the last episode see you later y'all and there's the shout out to the horse and his boy by c.s lewis which is going to be entry number three in the Yabbers book club. I'm so glad he brought this up. And I'm glad somebody out there enjoys The Horse and His Boy. Like I've only read it once and granted I rank it last on my Narnia rankings, but it's also been 10 years, 15 years since I've read The Chronicles of Narnia. So by all measures, I could reread this. <laughs> Dean is like, wants to kill me again. Why is this such a hostile episode? I don't understand. What's wrong? So Dean, do you love The Horse and His Boy? Are you a Horse and His Boy stand? That's my favorite book in Whoa, the Narnia okay. series. What is wrong with you? It, uh, hey, Nothing. it's also oh my, my second It might break up too. on my list soon. Who knows? What, Matt, which one is it for you? Second. Second favorite. See, like, oh my gosh. What, what is 
we get seven incredible books, and I love them, but there's only one book we get that is solely within the Narnia universe, that is solely within the Narnia yeah. culture, where C.S. Lewis really gets to flesh that out. I hear Everything you. else is outsiders coming in, and this one is about it. It just is all How Narnia can you all the time. love it? No, it's, it's definitely oh the one that gosh, stands out. It's the most you? different of them all, so that's probably why it just rubbed me the wrong way when I read it. But I was I was young and naive and different then. You know how much I've grown, Dean, and become more of a man than I've ever been. So this could be, upon rereading it, it could jump in the rankings. Reread it, and just know if you say it's anything less than top three <laughs> for you for Narnia, I'm I'm throwing a pumpkin at your face. I'm throwing a horse at your face, and I'm throwing a boy at your face. <laughs> Can the boy be Matt? <laughs> Oh God, no! Yes. Uh, okay. Maybe. I want the lightest boy. Matt is like seventy-five pounds, soaking wet. So I'll take. I'll take that. Anyway, Dean. No, Dean. I'm so glad that you had this reaction to the horse and his boy because there are others in our midst who have similar reaction, and this is why I put the horse and his boy on the list. Because originally I was going to be safe and just do Lion Witch in the Wardrobe as like a holiday. Um, this because this is happening in December when we'll be reading this for the book club. So it's like, you know what? That'll be a nice light way to end the book club experiment. We're doing this three month experiment starting here in October. Um, so let's end up with Lion, Witch and Wardrobe. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? That's so cliche, tedious, predictable, maybe. Like if we were going to go to Narnia, why not go with this book that lots of people seem to rave about, but I just never got the first time. And so maybe it's worth a second dive and that's what's going to be happening. We're going to be reading The Horse and His Voice. So I'm thrilled that our listener is clearly a big fan. Dean is clearly a big fan. And um, I'm sure many of you guys are as well. And this is a perfect segue into our little announcement segment because you guys, the book club is starting in just a couple of weeks. It's going to be less than a couple of weeks when this episode comes out. Um, and I guess there's still time. Technically, if you're listening to this on the earlier side of its publishing date, um, there potentially could still be time for you to sign up for our first book club entry. We're reading The Velvet Rage by Alan Downs. Have either of you read this book? Or do you know of it? I know of it. I haven't had the chance to read it though. You guys, I am halfway through it right now and it is kind of wrecking me in lots of places. It's all about shame. That's like the biggest focus of this book is talking about how gay men have so much shame, layers of shame. And all the di all the different ways it manifests, and how we cover it up, and how we try to avoid it at all costs. And so it's definitely hitting me in the feels. But then again, I I get hit in the feels on a regular basis, so that's nothing new. But um, but no, I'm really excited. I think it's going to produce a great discussion. And uh, um, and we have our first book club, so it's set up for Wednesday, October 21st. So if you're listening to this before then, and you think you can pound out this whole book by the 21st. And you want to sign up, you still have time to do that. Or if you just want to try out next month, next month we're reading The Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nowen. And then we're going to do Horse and His Boy in December. So if either of those titles appeal to you, you can go to patreon.com slash your other bros. And as mentioned, we're trying to get to 200 pat patrons um, so that we can bring, bring back the convo cast because people like Dean don't want to listen to hour and a half episodes. They just want a 20 minute bite-sized crunch. And so, so we've been hovering around this 186, 187 mark for so long. I don't know what's going on, you guys. Um, cause normally we're pretty like consistent. We'll pick up one or two patrons a month or something, but I feel like the last couple of months, we've just been kind of hovering in this like high one eighties mark. So, um, so we would still love to get to 200 patrons. That would be such a milestone to hit. Um, if we do that, we'll bring back the combo cast on an every other week basis. So that means you'll have a Yab, a new Yab podcast every single week. So y'all are interested, go to Patreon and give us some support. We would so appreciate it. 
And if you want to leave us a three-star review on Apple's podcast, I mean, we would prefer you explain why. Be kind of rude to just, I mean, I guess you can do what you want, right? If you want to rate our, rate our podcast three stars, one star, two stars, it's up to you. It's your discretion, right? But uh, if you leave us a review too, we'll probably read it on the air and talk about it and analyze it and give you props for it either way. So uh, if you're inspired to do that, please do. You guys, I got an email recently. It was so random. I have no idea why it came to my ad address, my, my Yob address, but I got an email from some company, some, some, some website that charts podcasts. And they were very like proud to let me know that your other brother's podcast is the, is ranked number 62 on the religion spirituality charts in Croatia. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> let me repeat that again. We are ranked number 62 on the religion spirituality charts of podcasts of all podcasts in Croatia. So we couldn't have done this without you guys in Croatia. So thank you. I actually know at least one person, like come, one name comes to mind, someone who's emailed me from Croatia. So maybe he's just invited all of his friends to listen to our podcast. And that's why we've ranked, I mean, 62 is still not really high, but we're competing. We're still competing with like Joel Osteen and all the big, all the big wigs that are what number a one disappointment. Number, two, number three. I was going to say, are there, what, 65 religion podcasts available in Croatia, and that's why? <laughs> I have no idea why why this uh, email came to my desk the other day, but I was like, that is too good. I don't know. I don't understand why that is, but but it's good to have this knowledge now. I mean, aren't you, don't you feel more enriched knowing that you are reaching a Croatian audience? No. Okay, there you have it. <laughs> yeah. Matt does not care. <laughs> I don't care at all. I find Croatia. it, hey, I care about the Croatians listening. Much love to you, Croatia. I should have Googled a Croatian thank you, but then I probably would have really butchered how you pronounce that. So I think after this episode, we will be losing our influence <laughs> in Croatia. So we apologize. <laughs> no, let's not drop. Let's keep climbing the Croatian charts. Let's go from 62 <laughs> to 50 to number 10. Crack the top five. That would be so great. Croatian audience, share this with 12 of your friends. We can do this, Croatia. We can do this. And finally, because of you guys, we're talking about Side A Friends for the second time. Our sponsor for this episode is not just 1A, but double A batteries, double A batteries, because we're talking about Side A. It's like Side A squared, you guys. We just are diving back into this well again. Supercharged. Thank you, double A batteries, for supercharging this episode. I know, Dean, you love double A batteries. You use them all the time, don't you? I do. I love our sponsorship. <laughs> and Matt, you're like, you're always on technology. You got AA batteries, I'm sure, for like everything that you use. No, I don't. I have my phone and that's what I use. <laughs> Thank I you, AA use... batteries, for supporting our efforts on the show as we dive into Side A Friends for the second time. So here we are, you guys. We are talking about Side A Friends again because we had so many questions. This is like such a relevant topic in our group. Um, and for those that are listening to this episode for the first time or this podcast for the first time, you might have no idea what a side A friend is. What are they even talking about? Um, Dean, you did such a good last time defining the sides. Do you want to give that a quick rundown again, telling us what the different sides of sexuality are? Sure. Uh, I have no idea what I said last time. So <laughs> you were magnificent. I'm sure it'll be great again. Thanks. Uh, so side A, uh, would be, uh, is the belief that the Bible affirms same-sex relationships. Um, so there is nothing in scripture that would say that it is wrong for a man and a man to get married and have a sexual relationship with each other. 
Uh, and then side B, X and Y are the non-affirming ones. Uh, so side B says that it, it, the Bible does not affirm same-sex sexual relationships. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with identifying as LGBT. There's nothing wrong with being gay. There's nothing wrong with any of that. It is simply saying that there is, um, you would not engage in a same-sex sexual relationship. Uh, side Y says that it's not inherently sinful to identify as gay, but we would encourage you not to place your identity in that. And then side X goes further and says it is sinful to identify as gay. So you should choose to say that you have same sex attractions, wrestle with them or whatnot. Uh, but you should definitely not identify as LGBT itself. Um, again, side B, Y and X are all not affirming. They would all say that the Bible does not affirm same-sex sexual relationships. Side A, B, X, and Y, they're all Christian beliefs. They're all based in the Bible, uh, and they're all typically acknowledged as individuals who are LGBT themselves, LGBT or SSA themselves, who hold those beliefs. Dean, you are amazing. You are a master. You just, it feels like you've done this once or twice before. (laughs) Yeah, I talk to a lot of straight people. (laughs) God bless you, Dean. The straight people need you. They just do. Um, <laughs> they need a lot of things, honestly. <laughs> yes, very good. So to be clear, side A friends, yes, these are people who profess a belief in Jesus, follow God. Um, these aren't people who would consider themselves atheists or agnostic or, you know, a other religious label. These are within the realm, within the field um, of Christianity. So that's who we're talking about. We're talking about friends who are still following Jesus, they just differ on a belief on sexuality from kind of our, from our vantage point of where we're, where we're having this conversation. And, and that was a really great episode. We got some great feedback on it because we talked about like, what do you do? What do you do when a friend um, changes their beliefs and chooses a different path from the one you're walking, especially within this community? I mean, it's kind of something that's going to become more and more of a story for better or worse. It's kind of just the reality is that a lot of friends find these Facebook groups or find Yob or find Revoice or some of these other ministries um, that are out there. And, and a lot of friendships are born kind of in this side B or, or X or Y or whatever letters you want to throw in there um, as this like starting point. That's kind of how a lot of friendships in this community start. And then, and then how a lot of them go is one side chooses the other. And, and then how does, how does friendship continue? How does, how do things keep growing or do they? Um, and so we had a really great conversation, the three of us, um, a few episodes back. So I highly recommend it'll be linked in the show notes. You can definitely go back and listen to that episode. If you missed it, it probably would give you more context for this episode. If you've not listened to that one yet. So I'll wait, I'll wait for you to listen to that <laughs> and then we'll keep, and then we'll keep talking. Um, but I wanted to actually go to Matt first, because before we get to the Yabbers questions, um, we have like four or five Yabber questions to get to, which I'm really excited to talk about tonight. Um, but Matt, I wanted to go to you first because you and I've already given you shade about this, but you flew hundreds, if not thousands of miles to my state on the other side of the country. And did you come to visit me? No, you didn't. You came to visit, <laughs> you, you visited some friends that you've had for years. I don't want to denigrate your friendships. I'm, I think it's great that you have friendships, but I do find it kind of humorous in a dark sense that you found these friends. We're not going to name names, but there is an app out there. Um, that is, I, I guess you would call it a gay dating app, right? In in gen- general terms, even though maybe that's not what a lot of people use it for. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a there is an app out there that I think that is how you found one of these people, right, Matt? Correct me if I'm wrong. But then now you've maintained friendships with them, even though you have very differing views on on how to follow God. Is that correct? 
Yes, you could say that. I mean, I, of course, I didn't, I wasn't there to to hang out with you or to visit you, Tom. And I don't see why you're making a big deal out of this. Unless I'm you're not, like, I'm just, uh, I just mentioned it. Side mm, detail. Uh, no, 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 no. No, let's 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 just call it out that you are a bit jealous and you are a bit hurt that I didn't visit you and my purpose there wasn't to visit you. So therefore, you're trying to call me out on me visiting no, some Matt. friends. Matt, you're taking this too seriously, Matt. Mm-hmm. No, I hey hey, I'm just I'm just calling you out right right, right now on on this podcast. But okay. here's the thing. Here, here's Get to the your thing. story. Yes. So I did go out to uh, to your state area to visit uh, two of my friends, uh, two uh, gay men. Uh, they're, they're, I found out over there that they've actually been married for four years. So congratulations to them. Oh. Um, yeah. So I, uh, both of them are not believers, but also both of them are actually pretty cool. They're actually kind of Better than oh, you, Tom. I was under the impression that they were okay. So never mind. So technically, they wouldn't fall under this side A category then. But nonetheless, no. well, uh, very different yes. ways of pursuing sexuality. Yes, exactly. So, uh, but they uh, both of them did grow grow up in the church. So they, of course, they, they okay. know the foundations of the Christianity uh, belief system, all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I I hung out with them for uh, for a good weekend and had fun. It was kind of like oh, a tad bit out of my comfort zone. But other than that, like, dude, I had a great time more than you ever will, Tom. You have a comfort zone, Matt? I didn't know this. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> and it's actually amazing. Wow. I just assumed you were comfortable anywhere and everywhere. You just exude so much confidence. This is good to know. Yeah. You have vulnerabilities, Matt. So out of your comfort zone, to be with a gay married couple, do you, do you want to expand on that? Like, why? why okay, so so okay, so 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 here's the the uncomfortable part that's like I really didn't like, but mostly because of where I grew up was mostly the drinking. So they were getting drunk, mm. and that's the only uncomfortable part because out on the reservation, uh, alcohol is uh, alcoholism is alive and well, and mm-hmm. usually it ends in sadness and or anger and or uh somebody uh, getting thrown in jail so it just brought up uh just bad family past ptsd so that's the only mm-hmm. part that i was uncomfortable with so there you go tom gotcha that's a, that's the yeah, only no, reason thanks why for sharing that because you actually wrote a blog you wrote a blog about that wasn't that like something about a straight edge yeah being straight edge and just like not uh wanting I'll to link do it in or the not, show not, so people can yeah read it. yeah not drink don't do drugs, all that stuff. So never tasted wine, never had a sip of alcohol ever. So good for you, Matt. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I was, yeah, I was, I wanted to spend this first part. Yeah. Just kind of seeing like, okay, wow, Matt has this gay married friend. I definitely want to talk about that on this episode. Um, and I guess it's not uncommon. Like Dean, we go, we just had Bill Henson on the show and we could have talked to Bill for hours and hours and hours, but, um, but something that I forget, there's a stat out there. Maybe you know what it is, but like, a lot. I would say it's like pretty much the vast majority of LGBT people grow up in some sort of religious context, right? I mean, I don't know what the number is, but I feel like there was a stat floating around that it's like um, most people. If I remember correctly, like stats, it's around, like, I think, 75%. 75%. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. It's like three fourths um, of. Yes, yeah, about three out of four. Yeah, like three fourths mm-hmm. of the LGBTQ plus community. Like, that's, that is something that they start out with. And so maybe they drift away from faith. 
after some time for various reasons, but, but a lot, a lot are still drawn to it and still want and still feel a connection to God and want to live out a faith identity of some sort. And they just happen to land on a different quote unquote side than, than a lot of us in our community do. So, um, so yeah, with that being said, all that intro, um, why don't we answer some Yabra's questions? Y'all want to do, it's like a lightning round. Let's just fire through these, you guys. Boom. Finally. (laughs) Okay. So maybe this is good. This is a good one. Um, based on maybe what you just shared, Matt, the people that you just mentioned seeing, um, there was this one guy who commented about, um, meeting a friend in the side B world and then, you know, lived out some friendship in the side B world together. And then ultimately what happens a lot of times is this side B person switched to a side a or an affirming theology and then fell in love with a man and pursued a partnership with said man. And so his question was, how much is it appropriate for me the side B yabber? Shout out to all the yabbers, by the way, for these amazing questions. How much is it appropriate for me to celebrate my friend's joy with him at finding a new life companion when I don't believe their relationship is biblical? And then there's some following, some follow-ups to that. If he invites me to their wedding, do I go? Do I send a gift? Is it wrong for me to rejoice in what seems like very genuine love between them, even if it's expressed in a relationship contrary to biblical teaching? Or could it be that God's grace and mercy extends even this far? Dean, I feel like this is like, this is like a classic um, posture shift question. I feel like you, you have the textbook answer to this. So take it away. Oh gosh. I wish Bill were here too. Bill would be great at this. (laughs) Oh, Bill. Yeah. No, Bill's. Yeah. This is the question that usually I would, I look at him. I'm like, oh, I'm glad he's the one who has to answer this. Uh, No, it's, it's one that essentially the question is, if someone you, if a friend of yours gets into a same sex relationship, what are you allowed to do? Um, and in one sense, uh, I, I see both sides of the people who say, well, you have to be careful because, you know, they share a belief. So you would hold them to a standard of, okay, well, you're, you, they're moving into an area where you say, where based on your beliefs, it, it's sinful for them to be doing this. Um, on the other hand as well, uh, one of the things that I've pushed back on people who've asked that, I'm like, okay, well, what is if that's the case, if basically your thing is any friend of mine who moves into an area of sexual sin based on, based on beliefs or based on what I believe the Bible teaches, I have to distance myself from them. Then you need to start looking at your other relationships. Are you friends with a straight guy who's living with his girlfriend? Because you shouldn't be friends with them anymore. Are you friends with a married couple who have both been divorced? Because according to the Bible, people who have been divorced should not remarry. Uh, that's a very conservative view, but that is in the Bible. Um, the only permissible remarriage is after a spouse has passed away. Are you friends with someone who watches porn uh, and masturbates? Well, those would be considered sexual immorality. You can't be friends with them. And so you have to be consistent across the board and you have to go, okay, well, I'm not going to go to a gay wedding because um, I don't believe that two men should be married to each other. Okay. Well, you also don't believe a couple should be living together before they're married. But uh, if you go to that guy and his girl, if you go to their wedding and they just were living together, but don't actually recognize that what they did was sinful, you're still supporting a sinful life. You're supporting sinful actions by going to that wedding and praising them for what they've done, because you're basically saying what they did is the way they should do the way it's supposed to be done. So you have to look at all of your relationships and go, am I treating everyone on a level playing field? I know individuals who have a very conservative field. And so I I remember a friend of mine in college that he didn't go to his brother's wedding because his brother and girlfriend lived together before they were married. And I thought, well, I would, I'm not 
I would never be that strict, but I admired his conviction that he held to it that closely that even for his own brother, he wouldn't show up because he said, I will not be there unless you admit that what you're doing is wrong. Um, Again, I'm not going to do that, but I admire consistent conviction, at least be consistent. And so same thing for that one. Look at your relationships. And if you're if the only reason you're singling it out is because it's two men, then you're holding them to a different standard. Uh, because the Bible has a lot more to say about so many other things than it does about same-sex sexual relationships. Um, the other thing that Bill always says in the question about, well, do you go to their wedding? Okay. If you don't go to their wedding, if they invite you to the wedding and they want you to be there and you don't go and it's because of a belief, they're probably not going to keep you around in their life anymore, Mm -hmm. which removes any further opportunities you really have to minister and care for them. And so one thing that Bill Henson always says is he goes, are you willing to be wrong for a day so you can be right for a thousand more? Basically, are you willing to be there at that wedding for them to support them so you can have the rest of time? to continue to minister and care for them, to be present with them and all that they do. That's good. Yeah. And that's such an exercise in humility too. Like, yeah, I might disagree with this or vastly disagree in certain, from certain viewpoints, but to, to be wrong for a day, to just like be humble enough to show up and to still be in their lives. If you have that opportunity to, to still be in their lives for years and years, if not even decades to come, like, yeah, what a, what a thing that is. Well said, Dean, that's, that's such a great answer. Matt, do you have any other thoughts to offer? Yeah, of course. So my answer is is I'm I'm basically gonna kind of go with what uh, Dean says. And one thing I hate, one thing I, I hate is basically the, the double standard within the Christian community, especially the straight Christian community of just like uh, of what Dean says. Like, hey, it's like, are you gonna follow like what you're consistent with? With I don't know, um, adultery and all that stuff. It's like call out and the straights. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do majority of the time, and, and and not only that, but I also have to be aware. Here, here's the thing that I'm going to venture off is that I'm also aware of other people's conviction, and if they say like I I I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do that, and if I was in their position, uh, or no no, I, if I was in the position of me getting married to another guy, and they said that, then I'm just going to be like, okay, it's like. If 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 you feel like that, then then I there's no way of, of me stopping you. And of course, there is going to be that tension. I mean, if 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 a Christian, a straight Christian person and or couple has that, then yes, most likely the the relationship will uh, sever. But at the same time, um, dude, grace goes both ways. And that's one of the things that I, I've, I've actually been thinking about recently is that, yes, like um, Grace is going to be there of just like, dude, like you're not going to burn up if you go to a, a gay man's wedding. Uh, same thing as like, yeah, like you aren't you you're not going to like kill, like kill over and die going to another gay man's wedding. Like though you disagree with their lifestyle or whatever. Um like, dude, you are, you are basically a part of, you're taking Jesus with you. And for myself, I, I already battled this like long ago. It's like, um, the, the hilarious thing, going back to my friends that I visited for like the past five years, um, I've known them as a couple. And I kept telling them, it's like, dude, it's like, if you ever get married, you have to invite me to, to the wedding. And then I would tell these to my friends here, my church community here. And they were like, give me weird looks and just like, um, 
and it's like why why would you ever go to like somebody like a gay man's wedding it's like it's like because like i don't have that conviction like i i, I see myself as like i don't know like an ambassador of jesus like jesus can go wherever and like even if you even if you think that like oh it's like i'm witnessing like in the, in the dark place like eh, okay sure yeah whatever um but dude like i i love these two like I, I love these guys i love uh people who are side a it's like dude they're still human beings like when it comes down to it like they're they're not like some like people group or whatever who like are like the, the the forbidden people that you don't need to talk to anymore. It's like, dude, they're still people. They, they have intri- intrinsic value. And it's like, you just need a, like a good slap upside the head of reality and just get over yourself and get over what, what homophobic like thoughts or beliefs that you have. And just like, dude, like this is real life. It's like, not everything's going to be in the Christian bubble. Like you, that bubble like needs to be freaking popped. It's like I, oh my gosh, dude. So many stuff like frustrates me. And it's just contain like, yourself, Matthew. We're still early in this episode. I know. Shut up. Uh, early. Yeah. Well, early. Early so in the like, frequently asked questions yeah. portion of the episode. Okay. Okay. So like, yeah. The the stuff like uh, here's the thing. I understand some of these stuff isn't like it is it, it is hard to grasp for your average straight christian like person like for us we had to like deal with this like way before you guys have to deal deal with it but at the same time like dude for us who are either side b or who are side a and are trying to walk along with your straight friends and who who are still trying to grasp this like dude like i'm gonna challenge everybody dude show grace to one another like even if it like even if like your your friend like disagrees with you and says like hey it's like i'm not coming to your wedding because like i have a conviction about this or i i think that you're in sense like dude it's like for for those who are side a like dude like you guys need to show grace even if even if you can't like try something because i, I i've known a, a lot of people who who've ended families who ended friendship about this and for me for myself it's like i'm not about that life so yeah all right rent done coming off hot reminder to the cast of your other brother's podcast episode 67 this is the lightning round where matt just burned down an entire forest with his lightning (laughs) we got four other questions to get to and let's let's roll through these i think all that is great i echo my brothers um i would say go to the gay wedding and um and if it really burdens you, cause I know I'm a, I'm, it would burden me. I'll just be honest. Like I'm a feely person. So it would, it would be hard. I would like to think that I would go, but, um, but that's where then you can fall back on, on your other friends and, and talk about it, get it out, talk to a therapist, get a journal going. Um, don't just like keep all of those, those conflicting feelings inside of you. Like I, I love what Dean said. I love what Dean said. Matt said, Bill Henson would say, like, I, I think that's all, all very wise to just kind of humble yourself and go and show support to your friends. Um, here's a fun question. I really liked this particular question from a Yabra because it's a very imaginative question. And the question is in an alternate universe where your side A, you as in Dean, Matt, and Tom, um, how would you go about being friends with those side B people from Yab or otherwise, I guess. So that's fun. Anyone want to jump in on that? Yeah, I would basically do what I'm just doing now is just hang out with the person, not really like, like 
either judging that person or like forcing my opinions on like another person's like belief. If if I'm side A and somebody's side B, like dude, it's like I already went through whatever you went through, and if 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 you come to that conclusion that you are side B, then oh, like oh oh well, like sure. Yeah, Matt, I remember you mentioning you. this in the last episode, you were like, you kind of went both ways. Like you were, you were blasting side B people and side A people. You just don't want people to mm-hmm. enforce their conclusions and their beliefs on the other side, essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, as I said before, it's like, sometimes we just need to get over ourselves and, uh, and actually uh, show grace to like one another. And mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's, there's only so much you can do. And the rest of it, it, it is going to be within that person and, or also the Holy Spirit working in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, uh, it would just, it wouldn't change anything how I treat them. My prayers would probably be the same, which is I would pray for them to grow in their faith. I would pray for them to draw closer to Christ and conversations. I would say what I'd say now, which is, you know, I would, if we have a discussion about beliefs, share with me how you came to that. What, what led you to that belief? Let's look at the scriptures together. And then if I was concerned about their mental health for some reason, I would point them to a counselor. I would point them to someone, again, for their entire well-being, not really anything based on beliefs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with Matt. I really don't see that changing much of anything because at the end of the day, I'm someone with different beliefs across the board. I, I simply want their welfare. I want them, and my ultimate goal is that they would draw closer to Christ more and more each day, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And I believe that what I believe is le- is I've been led to that belief by the Holy Spirit through the study of the scriptures. And so why would I believe that if someone draws near to Christ that they're going to ultimately still end up in a different place than me? I would. My expectation is that they'll end up similarly to me, but at the end of the day, I still just want them to draw closer to Christ mm-hmm. more than anything else. But- yeah. Is there any part of you, either one of you, and I'll answer this myself, is there any part of you as a side A person now? We've made the switch. We're on side A side now. Um, is there any part of you that is praying for your side B friend to join you on this side? Or, or depends on how hot he is. <laughs> so this is this is <laughs> the dilemma of the question. It's like, do you want them to join you on your side just so you can have a renewed like sense of camaraderie of, of believing the same things? Or if there is an attraction there, especially you want that person to then believe what you believe. So then you can pursue a sexual romantic relationship. How would you guys no. enter into that situation? No, I I'm dude, I'm not going to, again, it, it kind of goes uh, what I said before. Like you're, if you're, if you're doing that in some way, you are still trying to force your own belief into on, on, on another person in a way. It's also, it, it, it's kind of like a, uh, you're, you're manipulating that person and you're hoping that it's like, Hey, it's like if um, I'm not talking like about manipulating. I'm talking about you're just like, praying. You're just praying to the Lord on your own in your dark car. Still manipulation. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say my prayers are still gonna be for them to draw closer to Christ. Okay. Yeah. Same. Wow, you got you guys are stronger than me. I feel like I would be. I mean, I would like to think that yes, that's my ultimate prayer for my side B friends is that they've draw near to God more and more every single day. But, but I don't know. There'd be a part of me for sure that would want them to come to the same conclusion that I did, I think. I was going to say, Tom, I feel like the answer to this question about if you were side A, how would you choose side B? I feel like that's very telling for how you right now treat people who are as a side B person, how you treat side A. Oh yeah, we're going to get to that in the next question. I'm And we touched on it. And we touched on it in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. All right, next question. 
which definitely hits on what Dean was saying. Have any of you experienced the hot new trend of cancel culture around differing opinions on sexuality? I personally think it's tragic to cancel a person and block them out of your life because of a disagreement on any one topic, especially if both parties are followers of Jesus. Okay. Now, I don't know about that last part because I think there are things that can be very unhealthy and it's, there's, a, there's a time to mm. go separate ways. Um, that's even in the Bible. Paul and Barnabas went separate ways over a disagreement. Um, so I think that there's – now, I'm not saying that's prescriptive, but I think I wouldn't say that, oh, if you're Christians, you should never part ways. I think there can be times that that's healthy. Uh, that's good, yeah. I have – I I've, I think of one specifically where there's an individual that basically highly conservative, King James only, all the things you could imagine. And I, I came to realize that conversations with that individual would never going to be helpful to either of us. And so I haven't talked to that person in years. I still care about them. I still think about them from time to time. I still pray about them when I think about them. But I, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say it's not, maybe that's just not cancel culture, but it's just, I'm not going to have a relationship on this earth with that person. Um, all that to say, yes, I've had people, I've experienced some of that. I've experienced backlash on Twitter for things. I've fought back a few times. Usually I try to ignore the trolls. Backlash but on Twitter? It still happens. I can't believe that. Yeah, I know, shocker. But I, I tr- try to ignore the trolls because... Again, my my primary goal, and I've tried to make this clear through a lot of my blogs, my primary goal is just that people would know the love of Christ. That's what I care about at the end of the day. Um, yeah, and that's for, for me why why that's the important thing, and I want to focus on that, and I don't want to focus on things that are going to detract from that. Um, I think there are individuals who are not affirming who are causing harm to others' mental health. I think there are people that are affirming who do cause harm to people's mental health. I do believe that you can be affirming or not affirming and still harm people's mental health because of your views and because of how you approach others for that one. Um, That's not a thing that's exclusive to not affirming. I've seen that on both sides. So I think, again, it comes down to what is your primary focus of the person? Is it to get them, as Matt's been saying very well, is it to get them to believe what you believe or is it to get them to draw closer to Christ? Yeah. And I'm glad you touched on um, that it's okay. Like, um, on the one hand, I think, yeah, we should be as connected as possible to our fellow man and whatever capacity that's healthy and good because, um, cause there absolutely are unhealthy people out there that aren't going to be good for you and for your, and for your walk. And that's going to trickle into your other relationships and that's not good. And so, um, I'm glad you touched on that because for me personally, like, yes, I'm admitting, I'll start off with like the hard stuff is like, yeah, I'm absolutely, um, I've been wired, I guess, to like, want to be in sync with people. And a lot of that's my upbringing, like growing up in a Christian bubble of always going to Christian schools and Christian churches and Christians. I just haven't had many much access to, um, to non-Christians in general. Um, and certainly within Christianity beyond like a conservative or beyond a traditional belief on sexuality, I don't have, um, I've never had that kind of access to people, whether in a school environment or a work environment or, um, or what have you, my, you know, just, I just haven't had that kind of access. And so I'd like to think, I'd like to hope that in the years, decades to come, that as I get to know gay people, side A affirming or otherwise, or just LGBTQ identifying, um, that I could form friendships that, you know, don't depend on us sharing a, a common belief 
on sexuality. But I, will, I say a lot to say is that I have friends now who have pursued a side a theology and, and for some, they weren't healthy for me. And so they're not in my life anymore. And then there are others that, you know, through this, this whole internet world of connecting with friends all over the place, um, I've had to come to terms with like, it's not my job to keep up with 77,000 people. Like at some point, um, I have to like cut my losses and figure out who's, who's in my life, who's pouring into me, who's pouring, who am I pouring into? Um, and oftentimes driftings away happen and I'm not happy about it. I get sad when I think about it, but it inevitably happens with, with at least more than, more than one, um, said friend who, who shifted their theology and, and they're just not in my life anymore. And so, so it's like part me accepting my own faults and my own incapabilities or, or failures or, or just like learning as I go. And then another parts of it, honestly, it's just like the way it goes and I don't beat myself up about it too much. Um, cause some of those people just weren't healthy for me and vice versa. And so it's kind of good that we, we had a season together of friendship and now, now we've, we've taken different paths, but, but are there some that I wish were still in my life on to some degree? Sure. Absolutely. So, so that's kind of what I, where I'm coming from with the cancel culture. Cause yeah, I don't want to cancel people just because of a, of a disagreement, but there are legitimate concerns of health. And, and it's not just about their choices on sexuality. Like there were plenty of other factors that <laughs> disintegrated in, in these friendships that I'm referencing, but, um, but yeah, there's definitely some that in a perfect world, I could keep up with 77,000 digital relationships, people who live all over the world, but it's, it's not feasible. And so, so that's just the other limitation that I have in, uh, in my life in this unique position of like networking with so many people over the years. Yeah. For myself, dude, when it comes to cancel culture uh, of, I don't know, different sexuality, dude, the only people that I only cancel that I only like block are people who are, who are toxic for me. So I really don't need them. I don't need you guys who are toxic in my life. And if you guys are dude, like I'm going to unfriend you or I'm just going to either challenge you. And then like, if I need to like, just say goodbye to our friendship, then I will like, I'm not going to cry over spill, spilled milk because my feelings are going to be hurt of like a, I don't know, somebody who's like, who I think is going to be like essential to my life. But at the same time, just like, dude, it's like, I'm watching your life and you're saying stuff that is actually pretty bad uh, for the people around you. And I don't need that in my life. So bye. Yeah. The block button, it's kind of a brutal button to push on Twitter, but man, it is so gratifying as well to just push that or like the mute button. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for toxic Twitter discussions. There's no no time in my life for that. Um, okay. I want to end with this. And maybe this would have been better to put at the beginning because it kind of harkens back to the first question. This is the last one. Um, but uh, but it was like the most detailed. And this was the one question. There was one, if you listen back to the last episode we did, um, the, the episode 62, it was, um, this was the one where I really wanted to ask it on that episode, but it just, we just would not have had the time. It would have, I feel like, again, all these other questions were there too. So I figured this would be great to be the linchpin for our next episode whenever we got around to it. And so now here we are. Um, but he references first Corinthians five verse nine. I wrote to you in my letter, not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all, meaning the sexual morality of this sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. Since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother. If he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed, or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one 
For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. So that is the chapter passage being referenced. And so here was the Yabra's question that conjunct, that's in conjunction with that chapter. But his first question was, how do modern day Christians apply Paul's exhortation to the church in 1 Corinthians 5? Um, and then beyond that, he went on to say, what are some guidelines for discerning when to practice holy ostracization with side A believers or when to show them grace, love, and support instead? Or perhaps what does the middle ground look like? It seems to me that God's grace towards his people who lived in polygamous relationships in the Old Testament, e.g. David, were not disciplined by God or his people for marrying multiple wives, at least from what we have recorded in scripture. Is that perhaps comparable to how we should approach the topic of homosexuality with side A professing believers in our day? What say you, Dean, Pastor Dean? The only thing I would add is if you're concerned about the theology of loving someone else, you need to stop. Um, I don't think that when I get to heaven, God is going to say, I don't like that you loved people too much. Mm. Um, I get that I no, I and I I do understand the 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 thought behind the question. Okay, well, am I approving? Am I all these sorts of things? And you know what? If you're in a genuine relationship with somebody, then topics of beliefs are going to come up, and you're going to be able to share that. You're going to be able to talk about that. And yeah, there might be a time. The, for me, the the line that I draw is with someone else. Am I letting them influence me through something? that I look at and say, I don't, I, I don't feel comfortable with that. I, I believe that is sinful. Am I letting that person influence me through that? In other words, if I'm with my side A friends, am I letting them lead me and influence me into something that goes against my convictions right now? Because that's where the concern for me is. And again, it's not ostracizing, but it is maybe drawing a boundary and saying, you know what, I do care about this person, but I can't look at it as them leading me away from my love for Christ. Again, my concern for them is I want them to draw closer to Christ. So you know what? Side A, side B, side whatever. I want them to draw closer to Christ. If their concern for me is I want they want me to lead me to side A, then they're not going to lead me closer to Christ. And that's going to be a matter of concern for me. Yeah. It's good to make that um, differentiation. So th yeah. So that's why, again, this 1 Corinthians 5, yeah, it is what it is. There's a uh, great book out. I can't remember the, the guy's name. I'll try to send it to you, Tom. Um, Bruce Miller, I think it is. And he does a great job of looking at that passage and talking about it within modern church times. Yeah, send me the link to that and we'll put that in the show notes. Apologies to our listeners that we cannot just tell you what it is right now. Unless Dean does a Google search or something. But. Uh, I'm going to do an Amazon search. Amazon search. search. While he Amazons, wow. Matt, do you have any any follow-up to that? Uh, it is oh, back uh, to Dean. Format answers. It is Bruce Miller's uh, leading a church in a time of sexual questioning. Oh, I've heard of that. Maybe it'll be a Yabbers book club entry. We'll see. Interesting stuff from Pastor Dean. What you got, Matt? <sighs> Complicated questions. So um, I'm actually going to take a more conservative route. Um, so. I've kind of been through, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to, uh, I've, I've kind of been through, um, church disciplines kind of, uh, been, um, kicked out of the church for a little bit. 
brought back in. And I'm going to say, dude, it sucks. You get PTSD when, when it's, when it's done, um, horribly when it's done bad, then yeah, it'll, it'll give somebody PTSD and it never leaves you. The, 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 the scarcity, the, um, the fear of what's in, in, in behind your head, like in the back of your head, I'm just like, is this going to happen again? Am I going to be like uh, kicked out of the church? Um, so I definitely, I, I yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, understand for somebody who lives kind of a secret life of like wanting to be a side A, but at the same time, like they don't want to leave the church. Um, I kind of, in a way, understand that route. But at the same time, for me, um, there's a reason why I'm side B. And there's a reason why um, I have the convictions of me upholding the the sexual uh, ethical traditional um, standard of marriage within within the church, and for myself, um, I I do say that there are times where, like there 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 are appropriate times, not all the time, but there are appropriate times where somebody does need to be have church disciplines, um, whether it be um having a one-on-one conversation about somebody's sin or having a group of friends or a leader um get together or a church there has to be times there there's there has to be a reason why um paul besides the historic historic historical accounts of of what the, the behind the scenes of of uh uh first corinthians chapter five and also the restoration in uh second corinthians as well like of course we we, we can debate all that stuff but there's also a reason why god kept that and it's also in canon of the scriptures as well and we can't disregard that and there's and and, and for myself i'm actually understanding the reasons why there are times it's appropriate to have church discipline and also just to kind of sometimes kick somebody out of 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 the church because sometimes that person can also be toxic but it also doesn't have to be with like everybody who is also side a too like dude god can work through somebody who is side a and and manifest like the the um who christ is but also at the same time like here's here's a warring thing that that gets me all the time is that yes jesus is love jesus is for love but at the same time we he is also holy as well and that's the part that I'm actually learning about and it's hard to understand. And there are times where I do get frustrated within, within myself. It's just like, God is like, why, why are you holy? Why can't you accept some of these stuff? And like, it, it's, it is going to be a slow process for myself. And, um, and it sucks because like for myself, it's like if I ever within my own church, my, within my own church, like they, uphold the, the the traditional uh standard of 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 marriage and everything and i mean for now i'm i'm okay and we i had this talk with uh my pastor it's like if if i ever have a boyfriend or if i ever get married to another guy like he assured me he's like yes we are going to have to um ask you to leave and all that stuff but at the same time it's like we are we are never ever going to uh, disavow you as a friend, as a person. And it's like, for us, like we already made this, we already talked about this as, as a church. Like if you ever 
um, have a boyfriend or a husband, yes, we are going to have to ask you to leave. But at the same time, outside of the church, it's like, we're still going to hang out with you. We're still going to call you. We're going to still, we're, we are still going to search you and find you. And we're still going to hang out with you as well. It's like, but hmm. unfortunately this is our, our, our standard within, within the church. So, and for myself, like I, I also understand that and I have to um, respect their wishes as well. I mean, of course, like the, I could find another church that's um, goes with side A theology, whatever, queer theology, all that stuff. But for myself, it's like, I know I am listening to God and I'm, 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 I'm being guided by the Holy spirit. And it's like, this is where God has put me right now. And also there's also reasons why I am convicted by the Holy spirit of not becoming or not having, having a boyfriend or not having a husband. It's like, and also understanding the reasons why um, God is holy, God is just, and all that stuff. And slowly, and again, hard of reasons why he um, said some stuff that we can't do, but also understanding the grace of God as well. It's hard to love people, or maybe more accurately, it's hard to discern to navigate that fine line of what's a healthy relationship, what's a toxic one, what's out of my comfort zone, what level of discomfort or even pain is allowable, acceptable, admirable in this effort to love others as we've been told by Christ himself to do. The older I get, the harder this line is to discern, the blurrier it gets as I want to be known as someone who practices good self-care, tends to his relationships well, but feeling the conflict of stepping out. And I guess that's the whole point, because if love were easy, we'd all be doing it all the time. I've been in this digital side B world for well over a decade now. And in the last several years, I've had one friend after another abandon this common journey, this common theology, whatever you want to call it. Friends have hopped fences to the other side, or they've abandoned their faith altogether. And none of these friendships have survived. Some of them were toxic, some of them were unhealthy, with myriad reasons beyond a shift in theology, a shift in faith other contributing factors that didn't lend to a healthy relationship for either side. I've been blindsided by betrayal and trysts and a withholding of information, a withholding of the journey. To put it simply, I've felt left out of the inner processings that led to this shift or this abandonment altogether of faith. And in the weeks, if not months, of just feeling burdened by these relationships. I have felt more and more of a burden for my current other relationships too. And if one side be friends switches to side A and then another and then another, the logical part of me, the predictable, the probable, tells me that it will happen again and again and again. And while I'm learning 
more and more not to be surprised by this dynamic anymore. It doesn't change the fact that I'm a feeler and I feel deeply. And as much as I wish I could remove these feelings, the heaviness, the deflatedness of it all, well, it's, it's really hard. When I was a kid, growing up in a Christian culture, I learned a cheesy Christian churchy song based on the verses from 1 John 4, 7, and 8, a call to love one another. And John's words speak to me in adulthood all these years later, not just those two verses that formed the song, but the rest of the chapter as well. And these words are particularly meaningful coming from John, the beloved disciple, the one who was the poet who spoke in metaphor in the Gospel of John, and the one who leaned against Christ's breast and stood at the foot of the cross while he died. A feeler, if ever there was one, from my vantage point. John's words in 1 John 4, verses 7 to 21, read as follows. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God, must also love his brother. That passage comes from the English Standard Version, and put another way, that final verse here comes from the message. The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. And so, my brothers, you who love others well and you who struggle, you who still suffer with hurt and wrestle with forgiveness, struggle and wrestle with the past, and those of you who give well of yourself in the present, day by day, 
May we all observe and learn and practice the love of Christ a little more each day. May we rightly discern from the spirit within us who is toxic or unhealthy among us, but also those among us whom we can love through Christ, who strengthens us, however uncomfortable or perhaps even painful this love is. May we ever and always root our love in Christ, the bottomless well of love. For he gave his life, not just for his friends, but his enemies, those who opposed him and wanted nothing to do with him, even those today. This love, this same power, lives inside of us. And may we never underestimate this supernatural love and what it can do. For it is a love that forever altered the world two millennia ago. And it's a love that continues to rock the foundations of this earth through us, his church, his bride, again and again. And so I echo the words of my brother John, Beloved, let us love one another. Well, it's been real, it's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. (laughs) (laughs) If that doesn't sum up the Yob intro segments, I don't know what will. There were a lot of rants at me, but that's what happens when you bring the OG squad together. Inevitably, Tom is the scapegoat, and that's just how it is. Woe is me. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Well, you love it. You know, you love, you love to pity yourself any way you can. So I need a two to come rescue me. If only I knew a two to come here and rescue me from my plight. I'm sure Jacob will be on his way as soon as he listens. To <laughs> yep. this. Jacob will be on his way. Um, I want to hear from everybody though. Everybody who's listened to this episode. If you have even more side A questions, maybe we'll do a triple A episode at some point in the future. Who knows? Um, But if you have any stories to share, any perspectives to lend, go over to our podcast episode page, yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Find the episode 67 post on Side A Friends, part two, the Q&A episode. And uh, yeah, either give us some Qs or give us some As or both. We would love to have either. And um, yeah, big, big, big shout out. Thank you to AA Batteries for powering this episode we could not have made it all the way to two of these episodes without without you so thank you double a batteries we appreciate you <laughs> no we don't no we don't <laughs> yeah don't listen to my co-host they do not represent the views of your other brother's podcast um <laughs> what <laughs> excuse me just right now not just right now that's all <laughs> we're talking about our business sponsors you know I can't have you guys ragging on my sponsors. And we mentioned, yeah, we mentioned all kinds of fun things like book clubs. Dean had a book recommendation. You can check the show notes for all of that good stuff. And um, yeah, check out our Patreon if you want to join the new book club starting very soon. Dean and Matt, it's been fun. It's always fun with you guys. I miss you dearly. I have not seen your physical faces not existing on a screen in far too long. So I hope that can change at some point. But in the meantime... I suppose this will just have to do. <laughs> Y'all, I guess the next time I see you digitally may very well be our episode 69, which I am it slash, will be. I am terrified slash so excited for. So I can't. I'm very excited for this episode. I hope you guys are already starting to mentally prepare for what you're going to share. Oh. I'm preparing. Mm-hmm. Trust me. 
Anyway, we got to go, y'all. I hope that's enough to tease you for now. We'll be back with these guys in a couple episodes. But for now, for all your other brothers, my name is Tom. This is Dean. Hugs and kisses. This is Matt. (laughs) Reminding you that you are not alone. Remember, even the sparrow finds a home. See y'all next time, everybody. Bye. Laters. Thanks for listening to Your Other Brothers Podcast. Our show is edited and produced by Thomas Mark Zuniga. Theme music is Fear Is Not My Lover by Nathan Rousseau. We'd love to hear your story. Comment on this or any of our episodes at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast or share a story to play back on our show by calling us at 706-389-8009. You can also email us at podcast at yourotherbrothers.com or write to us at yourotherbrothers, P.O. Box 843, Asheville, North Carolina, 28802. If you enjoy our show, consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Your Other Bros. Finally, if you'd like to further support our storytelling, community building efforts, consider becoming a Yabber. Yabbers pledge monthly on Patreon and receive perks like bonus podcast content, access to a secret Facebook group, regular group calls with fellow patrons and authors, and more. Visit patreon.com slash your other bros for more information. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.